Man, it's so good to be with you all today. Aren't you grateful that you have breath in your lungs to give God praise today? That was a great time of worship. I wanna start out today by reading to you from Hebrews chapter 12. It says this, since we are receiving a kingdom that is unshakable, let us be thankful and please God by worshiping him with reverence and awe. I wanna talk to you today about what it looks like to be unshakable. How many of you want to be unshakable today? I know I want to be. Growing up, I had a really good friend who lived out in the country, and we would go out in the woods, and we'd do all kinds of young boy stuff like hunting and fishing, and there was a point when we were about 13 or 14 years old that we decided to build a tree house, and for a young boy, man, like a tree house is an epic thing to have, so we built this tree house, and it was huge. I mean, it had ground level, and then it had three stories that you could climb up. I mean, so we put so much energy and heart into this tree house. We loved it. It had a swing that went out over a creek and we would camp out there and do all kinds of fun stuff. At one point, we actually took steaks out of his dad's freezer and we grilled the steaks over an open fire. Uh, We used his mom's cookie cooling sheets for a grill, which I don't think either one of them appreciated, but like we just had adventures out there. This treehouse was so epic and I was really proud of it. But you know, I found out that five years later, that treehouse was completely destroyed by an ice storm, just reduced to rubble. And I found out actually that a year ago, the tree itself had even fallen over. This amazing epic treehouse was completely destroyed, even though it was awesome and it was strong. The recent events that have taken place in our world serve to highlight how easily a society can come crashing down, doesn't it? You can't really appreciate an unshakable kingdom until your world is rocked. And that's what's happened. We've seen the stock market drop around 30% in value. Economists estimate that maybe 25% of people could lose their job in the short term. We know those jobs will come back. We're hopeful, aren't we? But we know that right now it feels like these things are shaking our country and we see shaken people everywhere. Let me tell you some traits of a shaken person. Here are the traits of a shaken person, okay? The first thing you're gonna notice is a shaken person is fearful, fearful. And I've, I've met some fearful people lately, and I know some Christians who've even allowed themselves to become fearful. Maybe because you've watched too much news. I don't know who you've been talking to, but, but people are fearful. Even healthy people who are not at risk of having serious complications from coronavirus are talking about the coronavirus like it's the zombie apocalypse virus. Like, I don't want to catch it. Like, bro, you know you're healthy. If, like, you get it, you're just going to be sick for a couple of weeks. Like, we, we are praying for people who are, are vulnerable. But for most people, you have nothing to be afraid of. But when you're shaken, you become fearful. Another trait of a shaken person is that you can become greedy. Can't you? And that's what we see in the stores lately. People who become greedy and they're fighting over toilet paper and ripping things out of other people's hands. And, and, you know, maybe people who were generous, they stopped being generous. They stopped leaving good tips. They stopped giving even though they could, right? Because when you're shaken, it makes you greedy. Another trait you'll see is a shaken person will become a crazy person. I know nobody thinks they're crazy, but when you're like starting to deny that you're crazy, that's a good sign you might be crazy. I mean, we see people lately, I've had people emailing me about conspiracy theories. I mean, that's a sign that you could be crazy. People are 
really kind of spreading doom and gloom, the things that are just irrational, making irrational decisions, like, like, man, selling all of your retirement investments at the bottom of the market, right? That's irrational. But when you're shaken, you'll do things that just don't really make sense. A shaken person will oftentimes become a cruel person. There have been a lot of people out in society lately who become just mean. People who normally would be polite have been mean, yelling at strangers, like, like don't come inside my six-foot bubble, right? Like, like, okay, can we just be nice, even though, even though this is a crisis? Can we still be nice? But, like, we see people being mean lately and judging other people, whether they're closed or not closed and what government officials should do. But, but man, you got to think, like, is this because we're shaken? No follower of Jesus wants to be this way. No Christian wants to be fearful or greedy or crazy or cruel, do they? I know you don't want to be that way. And so I know that we're going through it right now. I mean, it really feels like we're going through it. And we can't, we can't really stop that. We can't help that. We can't control this situation. So I'd say this, if we're going to go, go through it, we might as well grow through it. We might as well learn some stuff. We might as well get stronger. Who's ready to get stronger today? Anybody say, like, I want to get stronger. If I'm going to go through it, I might as well grow through it. If you want to be unshakable, why don't you do this right now? Just say, amen, I want to be unshakable, wherever you're at. I know that's you. So I want to talk today about how to be an unshakable Christian. How to be an unshakable Christian. I'm going to give you some things you can take notes if you're writing these down. But here's the first thing. The first thing you got to do if you want to be an unshakable Christian is get a higher perspective. You know, that treehouse that we built, actually, that top level, that, that third level, it was high up. And we would, we would climb up there. And I'll be honest, at the highest level, I would even get kind of scared. I wouldn't have admitted I was scared, but I was scared. But it's, no, it's noticing that when I was up high, I could see very clearly all around. Down, down on the ground, I could mainly see trees and grass. And it was even easy to lose your bearings and get lost. But, but when you climbed up high, you could see, oh, there's the creek, and there's the pond, and there's the street, there's the road, and you could get some comfort having your bearings from up high like that. And I think about how in Isaiah 55, it says, for just as the heavens are higher than the earth, God is speaking, and he says, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. God's thoughts are higher than our thoughts, and we know that. Now, we could never hope to get to God's level, could we? Because he's God. But all of us could go higher than we are now. But I think we got to get a higher level perspective. Well, we can get so wrapped up on what's going on around us down here below that we lose sight of what's happening in heaven above. In heaven, nobody is shaken by the current events. They just see God high and mighty on his throne, being surrounded by angels, getting worship day and night. Nobody is shaken in heaven throughout this pandemic. When you get a higher perspective, it helps you to see that things could be so much worse. Now, we don't want to minimize the suffering that's going on, of course, but sometimes it's good to look at a bigger picture, higher level perspective and appreciate that things really could be so much worse. I mean, you go back 100 years to the Spanish flu. The Spanish flu just totally blows this whole situation out of the water. They don't even know how many people died during the Spanish flu in 1918, but they estimate somewhere between 50 and 100 million people died during the Spanish flu outbreak. I mean, that is 
a lot worse. Or I think about in Old Testament times when God's people had rebelled against him and worshiped idols and other gods and they had multiple warnings they needed to stop. God was like, you better not, you better not. And he sent prophets to warn them, but they didn't listen. And so eventually God allowed the Babylonians to come in and invade Israel. They destroyed Jerusalem and they carried God's people off as slaves to another country. It actually says in Jeremiah 25, verse 11, the whole country will become a desolate wasteland and these nations will serve the king of Babylon 70 years. Okay, so if you were an Israelite carried off into captivity, you knew I'm not going home for 70 years. I just gotta say, if we're gonna get carried off into captivity to another country, I choose Canada. I wanna go to Canada, okay? Because they're the nicest people, aren't they? But think about this. like Our situation, we're going to recover in months. This was 70 years. See, the good thing about getting a higher level perspective is you realize, man, it could be so much worse. And that allows you to be thankful instead of fearful. Aren't you thankful that God has protected us as much as he has? If you want to be an unshakable Christian, here's number two. Here's the second thing you got to do. you got to let go and let God. I know it's kind of like a cheesy Christian saying, but I just feel like it's so perfect for our current situation. I, I remember one time driving back from California with Amy, and we had spent time in California. I'm pretty sure we went to Disneyland, and it had been a long day, and I decided that you know I was really just too tired to drive, and Amy was going to drive the rest of the way home. Now, I just got to say this disclaimer right up front. My wife is a great driver, okay? That's, that's stated for the record, but it was busy. It was dark. There was a little part of me that was nervous. Maybe she might not follow the right directions, and we might get lost. I don't know. But even though I trusted her, I got I to gotta say, I trusted myself more. And so I had a hard time falling asleep. Even though I was supposed to be resting, I found myself worrying about her. Like, is she got this under control? Are we going to be okay? And I think that is a reality that a lot of us are in right now with God. We can sometimes become the worst backseat drivers, can't we? You know, like, we'll start just protesting, like, oh, oh, God, um, watch out, Lord. That's not the right way. This is not how this is supposed to play out. God, you need to just slow down real quick, okay, God? Like, I, I don't think you've got this under control. Like, we say we trust God, but then as soon as things start playing out differently than we like, we go reaching back for the control of that steering wheel, don't we? We've got to learn to trust God. One of the reasons that so many Christians are afraid right now, Christians are afraid, is they're being confronted for maybe the first time in their lives that they're not in control. A lot of people today are very afraid because they're being confronted with the reality that you cannot control your life. And here, the the thing is this, you never could. It's just easy to be disillusioned and think you're in control when you have 10 years of prosperity, you don't even hit a road bump. But when things come crashing down like they are now, it can cause a lot of anxiety, feeling out of control. Some of you probably feel like you're out of control right now. You feel like things are spinning out of control and you're grasping and trying to control what you can. But when you lose control and when you have a control freak tendency, and that will really lead to you being shaken. Yet, if you'll learn to trust God in times like this, and I mean trust him in reality, not just in theory, you'll find that a peace 
floods your soul. It says this in Psalm chapter 121. It says, my help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not let you stumble. The one who watches over you will not slumber. God's your protector. He's taking care of you. He doesn't fall asleep at the will. He doesn't get lost. You can rest and sleep soundly at night knowing that God is in control. I hope that you'll learn this lesson that he will not let you down. So let go, let go and just let God be in control. Amen. Here's the third thing. The third thing is this. If you want to be an unshakable Christian, you got to update your home address. Update your home address. For years, I had a driver's license that was pretty old. And, you know, I updated my address with the DMV, but they never gave me a new license. And so I would hand my license over to someone for different things. And they'd ask that question, like you've all been asked this, like, is this your current home address? And I'd have to say, no, it's not. And they always look at me like I was crazy or something. Like, what's, what's wrong with you? I'm like, just stop, okay, you know? But finally, I got a new license, and I don't have to deal with that any longer. Thank God. The thing is, when you become a Christian, you got an updated home address. But the truth is that some of you have not fully processed that. And so it's easy to get shaken when there's trouble in this world. It says in Hebrews chapter 13, for this world is not our permanent home. We are looking forward to a home yet to come. Our time on earth here today is kind of like renting an apartment. You know, when you rent an apartment, you do have to take care of it because you put a security deposit down and you want to get it back and you're, you're responsible to some extent, but it's not yours. It's just different knowing it's not where you're probably going to live forever. Someday you're going to leave. You might not know when, but it's not the same as when you buy your forever home. When you buy your forever home, that's different. You take care of it because it's yours. You care about it deeply because it's an investment. And so it shapes the way you think about it. We want to think of our time on earth here as if we're renters. Even as Christians, we're responsible. We want to take care of what God has given us stewardship over. But we know that this is not our forever home. And that completely changes our perspective when things happen, like what we're going through right now. We spend money on stuff, and that's just kind of like paying rent. You know, you get a little bit of enjoyment out of it for a long, t- a little while, but it gives us an appreciation for when Jesus said, when he said, store up your treasure in heaven, where moths and rust don't destroy and thieves don't break in and steal. It just gives you perspective thinking about a temporary home versus a forever home. When you understand that heaven is your home and things are going crazy in this world, you can still have peace knowing that my homeland is secure. Jesus is on the throne. God's kingdom is stable. The economy of heaven only goes up and to the right. In heaven, there's no need for vaccines because there's no sickness. So keep perspective. Update your home address in your spirit. Just update that, process it, and let it sink in. You might be a citizen of the United States, but you have a greater, more primary citizenship in the kingdom of God, which is still to come. That means we care about, we do care about what happens in this world, but we're not shaken by what happens in this world. Here's the fourth thing. If you want to be an unshakable Christian, have an unshakable foundation. You've got to have an unshakable foundation. And what we find is that most people build their lives on a shaky foundation. Maybe they put their trust in a business they've built. But even the strongest business 
can be shaken. Maybe, maybe some people have put their trust in their job, and what we've seen is that you can lose your job. Some people put their trust in the stock market. Again, we've seen the stock market goes up and it goes down. Some people, they find their security in their own physical health. Once again, it's been highlighted in our minds that you can lose your physical health. So no wonder people are shaken. Businesses have closed. People have lost their jobs. Some people are sick. The stock market is down. The government can't agree on what to do. A lot of people are shaken right now because those, those normal places we go to for a feelings of security and peace and comfort, all those things, man, they've become unstable recently, haven't they? I want to read Matthew 7, 24. Jesus said, anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise, like a person who builds a house on solid rock. Though the rain comes in torrents and the flood waters rise and the winds beat against the house. It won't collapse because it's built on bedrock. But anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it is foolish like a person who builds a house on sand. When the rains and floods come and the winds beat against the house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. I think about Jesus's encouragement for us to listen to his commands. There's a big difference between being a church goer and a Christ follower. A lot of people call themselves Christians and identify as Christians, but they don't actually listen to Jesus's teaching, let alone obey his teaching. It might be time for some of you today to listen to the news less and to Jesus more. I think right now a lot of people are putting their hope in the World Health Organization or the CDC or the government. And I mean, I'm grateful for our government. I'm grateful for our president, our governor. And I think they're doing a great job, as good as any human could do, trying to handle this situation. And we're praying for them. We're praying for our leaders. If you're a Christian, God has commanded you not to criticize your leaders, but to pray for your leaders, whoever they are. So we're praying for our president and our governor. And they're great, right? But, but we have an even greater leader who rules over an even greater kingdom. This greater kingdom is our permanent home, and it is unshakable. I think of the, the vision that was revealed to the prophet Daniel. In Daniel chapter 7, verse 13, he gets this vision of a kingdom that would come one day. It says, as my vision continued that night, I saw someone like a son of man coming with the clouds of heaven. He approached the ancient one and was led into his presence. He was given authority, honor, and sovereignty over all the nations of the world so that people of every race and nation and language would obey him. His rule is eternal. It will never end. His kingdom will never be destroyed is what it says. Okay, so you can't read that and help but think, I want to be a part of that kingdom. You know, the United States is great and all. Like, I love America. I think it's the greatest nation that's ever existed in the history of the world. But as strong and as great as our nation is, it's a shakable kingdom. You just look at what's happened. You know, we're going to be okay. We know that. But even the strongest dynasty won't last forever. Just ask the New England Patriots. They just lost Brady. Like, it's over. It's time for some payback in the AFC. Amen? 
But like the star of our team as Christians, he doesn't fade, he doesn't grow weak, he doesn't get old. He has all authority and strength and power and his rule is eternal. In case you didn't know who I was talking about, it says in Luke chapter one, you will name him Jesus and his kingdom will never end. We're talking about Jesus, the son of God, the king of kings. Throughout scripture, Jesus is compared to a solid rock, a mountain, a cornerstone, a firm foundation. It's like God was trying to tell us where we should go in times of trouble. I think he was talking about Jesus, don't you? Like when we build our lives on the foundation of Jesus Christ, the solid rock, that makes us unshakable. If your life is built on Jesus, hear me today, my friend, you are unshakable. So I think for all of us, one of the opportunities we have right now is to re-examine the foundation of our lives. Have you been building your life on sinking sand or on the solid rock that is Jesus Christ? Has your security been tied to your bank account, or your job, or your health? If so, you're probably feeling pretty shaken right now. I wanna encourage you today to trust your unshakable king. Trust your unshakable king. Well, what does that mean? What does that mean to trust my unshakable king? It means believing in your heart that you're gonna be okay no matter what happens because Jesus is unshakable. I'm gonna be okay because Jesus is unshakable. I know things look crazy sometimes, but I know that Jesus is unshakable, so we're gonna be okay. This will change the way that you experience the storm. Instead of being the one sinking, you'll become a lighthouse. Instead of being the one who's desperate for encouragement, you'll be the one who's giving encouragement. It's gonna change the way you experience these next couple of months. Some of you would say, I don't feel unshakable right now. But I wanna encourage you, if you're a Christian, just because you don't feel it doesn't mean that you aren't it. Sometimes you just have to be reminded. Sometimes you have to remind yourself that your king is unshakable. So if your faith is in your king, you cannot be shaken. Why are you following the lead of shaken people? That's what many of us are doing. We're listening to the news. We're reading articles on social media. And we're working ourselves up into a frenzy. These voices and these noises that all scream out, we're all gonna die. Go back to the only voice who matters. Go back to Jesus and say, Jesus, what do you think about the coronavirus? Amen. Jesus will look up from his coffee and be like, what did I already say? I'll, I'll tell you, you said, Jesus, you said in this world we would have troubles, but that we should take heart because you have overcome the world, Jesus. We know that the world might be shaken, but our king is unshakable. Now, I'm thankful for Dr. Fauci, right, the top expert in disease and infection here in the United States, but the best that he can do is seek to understand this disease, right? We have a king who doesn't need to understand the disease. He just cures the disease as soon as he's ready, right? The World Health Organization has a counter keeping track of the number of deaths, but our king, he just raises the dead back to life. We gotta put our hope back in the right place, in our king who cannot be shaken. It might seem crazy out there right now, but when you understand that Jesus is unshakable, it gives you hope. It gives you hope that anchors your soul, as it says in Hebrews 6, 19. We have this hope as an anchor for the soul. It's a firm and secure anchor. Our hope is in Jesus, 
the one who ushers us into God's presence and accepts us into the kingdom of heaven, which cannot be shaken. It's like, yes, yes, the waters can get rough at times, like they are right now, but it doesn't matter if your anchor is strong enough. So I'm asking you today, wherever you're at, where is your hope anchored? Where is your hope anchored? It's an opportunity to examine your own heart and ask, where have I put my trust truly? I believe that throughout this crisis, God is using this for good. And he's allowing Christians to grow stronger in their faith. And it's happening for some of you right now because as we re-anchor our souls to the solid rock of Jesus Christ, that means that no matter what happens in this life, you cannot be shaken. We've got Christians all over the country right now growing stronger in faith, finding peace that surpasses understanding as they put their faith back in the one who cannot be shaken. I'm going to ask you just to bow your heads and close your eyes right now, wherever you're at. And if you're sitting at home, wherever you're at, if you're watching this message and you say, I need to have hope anchored in Jesus, it starts by accepting him as your Lord and Savior. And if you haven't done this yet, I'm just praying with you right now that you'll open your heart to God and accept his son, Jesus, the king who cannot be shaken as your Lord and Savior. When you follow him, it changes everything. It doesn't mean that life becomes perfect or necessarily easy. It just becomes better and hopeful. Following Jesus leads to everlasting life. So if you're there and you're opening your heart to him right now, or maybe you're with someone who's not saved, just begin praying for them right now. But wherever you're at, if you're ready to accept Jesus, just pray this prayer with me and say, God, I need you. I know that I have sinned and that my sin separates me from you. I need your forgiveness. I believe that Jesus died on the cross to forgive my sins. I believe that Jesus rose again so I could have eternal life. I'm putting my faith in Jesus today. I'm putting my trust in him to save me and to lead me. God, I thank you for loving me unconditionally beyond what I deserve. I know because you love me, I can have confidence. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I want to encourage you for all of you who are already followers of Jesus today. Let's go back to our, our verse, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 28 and 29. It says, since we are receiving a kingdom that is unshakable, let us be thankful and please God by worshiping him with reverence and with all. I think we gotta remember this truth, that in the middle of the storm, our way through is by way of worship. We've gotta lift our voices in worship. We've gotta lift our hearts to God and worship. And you'll find this is true, that when you worship God, you will experience his peace and strength in your life in a way you never could. So wherever you're at today, I'm just gonna encourage you to open your heart to God and get ready to worship him like you have never before. We're gonna get ready to sing right now. And I'm just gonna pray that God will bless you and that he would keep you. I'm gonna pray that God would encourage you in a supernatural way today. And I'm praying that you're feeling his presence right now and that each and every one of us will be able to come out of this saying, I feel like I'm closer to God today. And I feel like I have peace that I didn't have before. Let's pray. God, I thank you that you've given us this opportunity to worship you today and to study your word. I pray for each and every one of the people who are watching today that you'd give them peace, that you'd fill their hearts with strength, that you would remind them of how very much you love them. 
you proved it when you gave your son as a sacrifice for our sins. So God, as you fill our hearts and as you fill our homes with your love, let us walk in confidence. Let us walk in strength, knowing that no matter what happens in this world, we belong to a kingdom that cannot be shaken. In Jesus' name, amen.